Uh, hello all, my name is Dr. Ryan Toomey and I'm a senior lecturer here in the discipline of literature at Macquarie University. It's basically a de department of English, uh, the same sort of English that you study uh, for your HSC. One of the great things about a uh, discipline of literature or a department of English uh, and indeed the study of literature here at Macquarie is that we can also draw upon the visual side of narrative. It wasn't that long ago that studying a visual text, a TV series or a film, or dare I even mention gaming, they weren't forms that the English departments uh, at any level of study would, that would be that interested in focusing on. Indeed, even when I went through uh, a school a few decades back, uh, we didn't look at visual text. We didn't look at TV and film um, and those kinds of, of narratives. The traditional literary texts, uh, whether it be Shakespeare's Hamlet all the way through to J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter, were the narratives that English concerned themselves with. Of course, that has changed. And I'm going to be talking today about uh, the fantastic film, The Truman Show. Um, I'll speak about that in a, little, in a little bit. But firstly, what I want to talk about uh, is how we can study TV, literature, gaming, graphic novels, these kinds of things uh, in a university setting in particular uh, from the point of view of a, a discipline that usually focused on the written form. For many of you, perhaps like me, television, film or gaming are likely to be your primary source of entertainment as opposed to sitting down and consuming a novel or consuming a multiple uh, aspects of reading text. Of course, reading as a past, pastime is still a very popular pursuit, uh, but it has been overtaken by our propensity toward watching TV and film and, and playing games for many people. Coinciding with this shift to the consumption of visual narratives has been the increased quality of the productions in particular, the popularity of TV has increased alongside the quality of the TV series being produced. Our watching of television series has been exacerbated by the current COVID-19 pandemic, of course, we're in lockdown. Many of us have turned toward things like Netflix or other streaming services uh, to keep us entertained while we're being in lockdown. Of course, that isn't to say that literature is losing its place in the world. Rather, there's been a shift, a cultural shift toward the visual narrative that many of us are embarking on. And it's no longer a cultural faux pas as it was previously to state that you prefer to watch TV than to, say, read a novel. It used to be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of a faux pas to people. You said, oh, I prefer TV over reading. That's, that's changed a fair bit. With this shift, the literary scholar here at university, or indeed in the English classroom where you are currently studying, we're in a unique position to analyze and critique works of television, film, and gaming in a way that other disciplines are not quite uh, prepared for. And as I say, I'm going to speak about this specific with direct reference to the Truman Show in a moment. But what I would do is I would encourage you to keep in, in mind 
as you shift engagement from your written texts, so you know your prose narratives, your novels, your poetry, uh, to the visual texts, these films and TV uh, shows or even games that you may be talking about, that you keep in mind the techniques and the terminologies and the theories that you need to uh, be on top of when you're analysing the more visual orientated texts. And it is in this way that the English scholar, the scholar of English literature, is in a unique position to think about a film like The Truman Show. So in the close study of, lit of literature rubric uh, that you're using for your HSC, form is one of the crucial aspects and a site of inquiry that needs to be considered when reading or when responding to any HSC examination question. Form in this instance, of course, refers to the fact that The Truman Show is a film. It is in the form of a film as opposed to the form of the novel or the form of poetry or the form of a short story or the form of the video game or whatever the case may be. This is what I mean when I'm speaking about form. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to show you a, a, a scene from the film and then speak about some of the ways in which our reception and therefore our study of visual narratives differentiate from traditional works of literature. And I'd like you to pay attention to the way in which scenes are cut, the directed nature of the scene uh, I'm about to show you, and in particular, the use of sound. Sound is a very important aspect of the video, uh, the, film, the film form. I'm going to be speaking about these issues specifically, but the scene in question that I'm about to show you is when father, uh, Truman's father returns. Truman thought his dad was dead. Uh, he drowned when he was a kid in a boating accident. But of course, it was just a ruse to make Truman afraid of the water so he wouldn't travel too far from Seahaven to stop him from leaving Seahaven, in fact. Okay, so what can we say about this scene? Well, a lot, actually. I think it's one of the most crucial scenes in the whole film, both in terms of the narrative and also drawing viewer attention to the key concepts and concerns uh, that are at the heart of the Truman Show. Namely, the role of surveillance and privacy issues around media manipulation and the notion of celebrity. In this scene, this is the first time we observe the control center that oversees the whole Truman Show enterprise. In this moment, we see Christoph uh, directing the show, picking the camera um, that should be used and the angles from which the narrative should be told. Aspects of the environment from fog to soundscape presented to the viewer in multiple ways. Christoph is shown choosing when to cut scenes camera angles and importantly when to cue the music, which I'll say a little bit more about in a moment. In this way, we're being shown how visual narrative producers and directors and showrunners, so those who make TV and film, manipulate their audience. We see the God-like hand of Christoph, that's Ed Harris, uh, manipulating every aspect of the narrative told to those watching on both in the fictional world and in our world in reality. Okay, so we see the fictional world, the people sort of uh, responding to the, um, the, the meeting of, of Truman and his father um, in that fictional world, uh, you know, the people watching on on TV inside the film, but also we are manipulated uh, outside the film by the same, um, by the same 
creation of the scene that Christoph uh, imparts to us here. And of course, his name Christoph is a not so subtle nod to the figure of Christ, Christ Christoph, bringing in a layer of religiosity to the film, since Christoph is, of course, the creator and overseer of the whole Truman show and the whole enterprise from Truman's birth right through to the final scene of the film. Another of the things that you will readily notice in this scene is, as I mentioned, the manipulation of the camera. In traditional literary forms, we have very specific and defined ways in which point of view is handled. First person, second person, third person, third person limited, third per person omniscient. Yet in this scene alone, the camera angle changes, the focus changes, the perspective changes multiple times across what is relatively a short scene. Indeed, all of these shots that you can see here on the slide are taken from the scene we just watched. So you can just see that I've snapped a few of them here and there is, there's, there's so many different angles that we get from, um, from the film to view the narrative through. So many different points of view. We need to think a little bit about context here as well. The film debuted in 1998, around the same time as reality television became a global hit. These days, we are, of course, extremely familiar with reality television. But there was a time before the late 19, uh, the 1990s, the late 1990s and the early 2000s, when reality TV wasn't a popular genre and there wasn't the scope of shows as there are today. Today, we are well-versed in reality TV. We all know what it is. We all know what to expect. We've all seen it. Although most of what we call reality TV these days is actually scripted reality. But some of those early experiments, namely Big Brother and Survivor, have a lot in common with what The Truman Show is tapping into. And in particular, the way in which we as viewers relate to the narrative. The most critical, perhaps, is the use of cameras. As we witnessed in that scene that I've just shown you, there is a voyeur experience of watching on as others go about their day-to-day -day lives. Indeed, with reference to our point of view here, with this scene, well, what this scene illustrates to us most is that through smart camera placement, crafty editing, and the inclusion of an evocative soundscape, directors, producers, and showrunners can make any moment, real life or fictional, appear exactly as they want it to appear. Gone are the days of clear, clear lines of demarcation between fact and fiction, particularly when it comes to entertainment. In this scene, the positioning of the camera, the use of fog, the different kinds of lighting and sound meant that the way Truman's meeting or reunion with his father was shown on TV, both to those watching in the fictional world and to us outside of the movie world, um, was far more melodramatic than the actual encounter was. There's a manipulation of events here. And without access to Christoph, without being able to see, see behind the scenes to see Christoph, we would never have seen this manipulation occurring. And if you think about it, we don't get to see behind the scenes of our favourite TV or films, at least not in the same way, in real time as we did here with the scene um, you know, evolving in front of our eyes. 
But that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, right? That doesn't mean that someone's not behind the scenes manipulating us in the same way as Christoph is manipulating us here. What Christoph is doing, of course, in this scene is fictional, but it's exactly what happens in every TV show that we watch or every film that we watch. One of the other things that differentiates works of literature from the audiovisual narratives that we watch is sound. Of course, it's obvious when it is mentioned that sound is a part of TV series or a film or even video games. So video games use sound um, you know, as part of their narrative devices uh, very strongly also. Music and sound effects have had such a huge, have been such a huge part of film and television ever since the silent film era, where live pianos were used to create atmosphere and imbue a film with emotion. That it's that common now that we we basically take it for granted that uh, that this is sound and that sound sort of creates emotion. We, we we don't even think about it really, not actively anyway. When we are watching TV or films, however, or playing video games, we do allow ourselves to suspend belief and be manipulated by these sounds. I would argue that the oral aspect of a film is as important as the visual when discussing the issue of meaning making, so how we are um, impacted by the meaning of the TV series, film or game. Music in film and television and gaming allow a showrunner or director to create a certain emotion and to take a narrative in a certain direction. Soundtracks in movies or TV shows enhance and direct audience response to characters and events. We're actually guided to how we should feel about certain uh, narrative events through the sounds that are used. So if you think about it in the case here of Truman, it's quite evocative, emotional, um, you know, string music and, and pianos and things like that, right? Really quite emotional music. If you think about a, a horror film uh, as another example, you will hear that creepy music and then maybe loud bangs to startle us and to sort of shock us while we're watching on, you know, might, might be moments of silence that are broken by really loud screams or something like that, which are quite frightening in the moment. Moment. These manipulate our emotions. What's occurring in this scene here with Truman when he reunites with his father is, as I said, you know, Christoph lays over the imagery of Truman, hugging his long lost father, um, an emotionally charged soundtrack. soundtrack. There's no way it was escaping that. And just like the use of particular camera angles and point of view, we witness firsthand here the manipulation of sound in the scene, a peek behind the curtain to show how sound is used by directors as a way to manipulate us. And like the cameras and the way the scenes are cut together, this is exactly what happens in all TV shows and in all films and even video games, as I mentioned. Someone chooses the specific soundtrack for very specific reasons at a very specific time to control our emotional response to the narrative action. This is also something to think about that doesn't happen in the written language, right, in written text. We don't have the same level of manipulation of sound or point of view 
as we do in the audiovisual or the, the, the visual narratives such as TV, film and gaming. So when you're examining the Truman Show for your HSC or indeed any other TV series or film or even gaming, as I said, keep in mind the crafted nature of what you are viewing. You may also like to think about the modern-day reality TV in the same light as the, TV, as the Truman Show. Reality in the sense that there are real people with real names, but beyond this, their version of Christoph pulling the strings behind the scenes, manipulating our point of view through camera angles and visual techniques, and imbuing scenes with emotional music and sound effects occurs in reality TV just the, just the same way as it's happening here in the Truman Show. Next time you watch a reality TV show, pay attention to how music is put, you know, is laid over the scenes that they're showing you. Someone is manipulating you uh, and your emotional response to what is called reality TV. Scripted reality is probably the closest thing uh, or the best way to describe these kinds of narratives. Okay, so that's all I have time for you today. Uh, and I hope that you enjoyed uh, the talk about The Truman Show and the manipulation of camera, sound, uh, and the differences between the written form and uh, the visual narratives. Thank you.